Welcome to Step Up and Thrive, where you get quick and easy tips on business management, productivity, stress management, work-life balance and marketing. I am Tuli Baxi, personal development coach, and my task here is to introduce you to various ways to succeed in business while keeping the sanity. Welcome. Today we are speaking about blogging. My guest is Sam Milner. Samantha Milner is a food blogger over at RecipeThis.com and created it in 2015 with her husband Dominic. It has grown to 8 million visitors a year and it has become an authority in its niche. Prior to this, Samantha worked as an internet marketing manager for more than 10 years along with flipping websites and running her own successful blogs. She has worked online since the January of 2005. Welcome, Sam. Thank you very much for having me, Tule. You are an experienced blogger with your food blog. Can you please share us how and why did you start blogging? I originally started blogging on Christmas Day 2008. I was having one of those really rubbish, horrible Christmases that just didn't turn out how I wanted. And I was chatting online um, to this guy and he was telling me that you've got to move forward from just having a website on .html and actually get into blogging. Um, so within 10 minutes, I had my very first blog up and me and my husband were kind of thinking, yeah, we really like blogging. This is going to be a different um, thing for us to do. And we'll see how it goes, because back in um, 2008, there wasn't that many people doing them. So it was just something different um, to do. Um, we were already working online. So it was kind of like the next step up. Hmm. And what was the area you started with a food blog? Was it so? No, it wasn't. Uh, We started in 2008 with an entrepreneur blog. I think it was called from memory, My Easy Online Pay or something like that. And it was um, for people that wanted to kind of make the first $250 online as it was. And we uh, had many many blogs that followed because what we used to do is we used to set up blogs for people, um, drive traffic to them, drive income to them, and then sell them for profit. So we had a lot of different blogs. Our first food blog, we started in um, 2009, so the following year, and it had a really cheesy, stupid name to it. We called it... uh, DSM food because my husband's name's Dominic. Obviously, I'm Sam's. Um, so it just kind of our silly initials um, into a blog. And that was our first time doing it. And we got on the front page of Google for a really high traffic keyword. And suddenly we were making a, a small fortune in Google AdSense. Or we thought it was a small fortune at the time. And that was our first take on food blogging. Um, okay. We sold that and the next closest we got to food blogging was running a Kitchen Gadgets uh, website. So it was more reviews about KitchenAid mixers, blenders um, and such like. 
And then a few years later, I think it was in 2013, we started um, a diet blog and that was very much focused on food again. Um, and we realized that we kept coming back to the food and the kitchen gadgets. So we um, started in the November of 2015, so five years ago, um, RecipeThis.com, which is our food blog that we've owned for the last uh, five years. And it's also our only site now. We kind of wanted something that was going to be our retirement package and something where we could just focus on one area, and that's been it. Really interesting journey what you've had. And, yeah, you have turned this blogging into six-figure business, and actually entrepreneurs often consider blogging as time-consuming activities. So how can we make money from blogging? Well, I'll tell you now that uh, blogging is very much a time-consuming activity. You're very right there. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't normally admit to how many hours I work blogging, but uh, seeing as we're here and you're interviewing me, I would say that I do a 50-hour working week, sometimes a 70-hour working week. So it is a lot of hours and it is a lot of hard work. But you could work less, but it would mean that your business would not grow as fast. You know, um, I'm making money from blogging and we're putting in the hours. But let's say we did half of that workload, um, then we wouldn't be on six figures within five years. So, you know, it comes down to how much effort you actually put into it. I mean, most people quit food blogging and any other type of blogging, actually, not just food. Uh, within the first year because they realize how much work's involved and they have to work hard at it and that they're not going to be rewarded with income straight away it's um it's a long-term game when I think of blogging I often think of it um, like acting you know you're always going to have your kind of your joey from friends who's trying to make it not very good at it, and um, you're working a second job while you're trying to get good at it, whilst um, at the top end you've got your movie stars like your Tom Hanks of the world, and then you've got your in-between, which I suppose is like your TV stars, and there's a lot more Joeys than there is Tom Hanks about in the blogging industry. There's a lot of them that um, struggle to understand the work that's involved and struggle to actually make money from it. So how can you make money from blogging? How how you start besides uh, establishing your blog site? Well, um, the biggest income source for, I would say, the majority of bloggers is um, the placement of adverts running on your blog. And each time um, somebody visits your blog, that's considered as an impression and you normally get paid um, a certain amount of money for each thousand impressions um, that land on your blog. So let's say um, at the moment um, it's high season, you know, it's quarter four, advertisers are spending a lot more money right now, so blogs are earning the most money now compared to any other time of the year. And um, at this time of year, you can earn up to $40 per thousand impressions. 
Um, but in low season, which is quarter one, which is January through to March, it tends to be a lot lower and be around $15. So it kind of it's kind of up and down and has its seasons, and that's how a lot of people earn the money. Um, Google AdSense is probably the most common, um, but advertising networks that manage your ads on your behalf and get you the best amount of money for your ads pay you a lot more. Um, for example, the popular one for the beginner blogger is Mediavine because you only need, I think it's about 30,000 page views a month to get onto Mediavine compared mm. to um, AdDrive, who we are with, uh, which is um, more aimed at the six-figure blogger just because their minimal fre- minimum threshold to join is 100,000 page views. You know, so if you're getting 100,000 page views a month, you're going to be getting a decent amount of advertising revenue. So that's the biggest source of income. But the second source of income for a lot of people is also affiliate marketing. So earning a commission from, a let's say, a review you've written about a product or when you've uh, linked out to an affiliate product in your post. For example, if somebody was interested in instant pot accessories, you've got an instant pot accessories post running on your site and you're linking out to people buying those products on Amazon. Um, or, you know, we um, we had a site many years ago that um, covered the um, the Xbox games console and that linked out to an ebook that was for sale on ClickBank. So there's plenty of different opportunities but um, the, the number one is normally the advertising network. The number two is affiliate marketing. And number three is often your own digital products. Uh, like, for example, um, we have a couple of courses. We've got plenty of ebooks and principles that people can buy. And at the end of the day, because like acting, um, blogging is not that stable, you could end up losing your traffic something could happen, it's best that you spread out your income streams so that you're not just relying on the advertising networks. Um, A good example of this is the COVID. Travel bloggers have lost about 90% of their traffic and they still haven't recovered from it. Those just relying on ad networks are pretty screwed. Yeah. So we started to speak about different niches and you are blogging at the moment in the food niche. Is this the only profitable topic? As you mentioned, that travel blogging is totally uh, not profitable at the moment. Where should we start uh, blogging? Or what what subject would, would be this profitable one? You know, funny thing is, before COVID, I was like uh, really jealous of how much money these travel bloggers were earning, you know, (laughs) because I always considered travel to be one of the uh, highest profitable niches. And a lot of that's because, you know, within the travel niche, they've got better opportunities as far as affiliate marketing is concerned, because there's lots of um, software that they can have installed. Um, so that they can be selling holidays through the main tour operators through their website and they've got a lot more opportunities than the food's got. 
The thing about food is it's very easy to get traffic because there's so many recipes that you could write a post about that could generate attention. But with food, you know, um, beyond advertising networks, you've got your affiliate marketing, but there's not as many opportunities with affiliate marketing for food and they often pay a lot less in commissions. However, compare this um, to some other niches that do actually pay a lot more commissions in affiliate marketing and I would consider them to be more profitable niches. For example, uh, one niche that is fantastic for profit levels is um, arts and crafts or more specifically um, sewing. For example, being able to um, affiliate sewing machines, for example, because sewing machines are quite a high ticket item. So for each one of those, you're getting paid a lot more compared to if I'm affiliating an instant pot pressure cooker in the food niche. You know, a lot of these sewing machines sell for $300, sometimes even more. And when you're affiliating directly with them on a 10% or a 5% base, you don't need to sell a lot of sewing machines compared to the Instant Pot. Um, For example, I've recently bought out an Instant Pot course and I remember telling one of my affiliates that one sale of this digital course is about the equivalent of 88 sales of an Instant Pot because commissions on Amazon are just so low on products like that but the arts and crafts niche is just amazing because they've got the sewing machines there's plenty of courses they can affiliate because people want to know how to then use these sewing machines and Mm. um, people want to buy a lot more courses to do with the sewing machine because just reading it on google isn't enough for them they really need to learn the, the stuff and learn the trade better so I would put arts and crafts up there as one of the best niches. And they've been uh, doing a fantastic income job right now because they've been uh, teaching people on YouTube uh, how to make face masks. You know, you can't say that's not in demand right now, can you? <laughs> you know, today we're, you know, I know one lady that's got an arts and crafts blog and she puts um, out this tutorial on youtube for making face masks it had one million views it on youtube the next day you know that's just how popular uh, the diy face masks industry is right now and all she's done is because she's already an arts and crafts blogger is she's just gone with what's on trend and what's popular right now and quite often in these niches there is a lot of profit to be made It's just making sure that you're going with the trend and always keeping up with the trend to make the most money. Hmm. If we now take some kind of coach or consultant, do you have any information about this general entrepreneurship uh, blogging? You started, the the first blog was for you, this uh, general entrepreneurship one. Is there any chance to earn money? Oh, you mean in the entrepreneur niche? Yes. Oh, definitely, definitely. And the thing about the entrepreneur niche is um, they tend to look after each other. You know, in the food niche, people are rather competitive with each other and are not very nice to each other. Whilst in the entrepreneur niche or 
as I would often call it, the make money blogging niche. People are affiliating each other's products. There's a lot more digital products and courses to buy. And those courses um, give you a, a very, very high affiliate commission compared to what you would get in any other industry. Um, you see courses going on sale there for like $3,000 with a 40% commission rate. You know, you're not going to see that anywhere else. And because it's digital, people don't have the same outgoings and costs associated with it compared to a physical product on Amazon. So they can give you a much higher commission. And, you know, the blogging niche is incredibly profitable. I will say that, but I've done it for such a long, long time. I, I'm not in the niche anymore because um, it, it just wasn't my passion, even though that's probably what I probably know the most about. It's just, it was a wonderful income for many, many years, but um, not where my heart is at. So you stay with your food. Yes, I do. I get to, I get to eat great food every day. I get to uh, watch my kids learn about cooking at the same time. I get to write about food all day. You know, <laughs> it's, it's fun. I bet it is. So now it's time for our quick tip section. And this is something what we do regularly on our podcast. My question is, what is your biggest revelation about blogging and making money from blogging? Um, that people will always, always be copying your content. That's something you have to deal with a lot. You know, you'll write a great piece of content. It'll be bringing in great traffic for you. And then somebody will have outsourced um, somebody else to rewrite your post. You know it's your post. It's only very slightly different. And, you know... Um, there's nothing you can do about it. I think that's the worst thing about blogging. There's no protection against your content being stolen. You can only uh, take action if it's exactly word for word. They could just change 10% of the words up and it's considered as theirs. Whew. That's quite cruel. It is. And there is no solution for that. No, there doesn't seem to be at the moment. Um, it's been a problem for a long, long time. Uh, it's also a problem in the food niche as well. I think um, the problem is, uh, like people say, you can't you can't copyright shepherd's pie because everybody knows what <laughs> shepherd's pie is. We've all got our different variation on it. But sometimes you see things where all the text is too similar to not have been on your site first and rewritten what you've actually done. But yes, that's the that's the biggest um, downside of blogging, I would say. So only um, thing uh, what you can do is produce more uh, great text for others to read. Yes, yes. Um, for example, I've got about a thousand to eleven hundred posts on my site. Who? That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And because it's always Americans that copy my content, anything that's British related never gets copied um, or anything European or Asian. It doesn't get touched. It's just anything that's American seems to be the problem area. So um, my UK stuff's always good. <laughs> so this is chance for all European entrepreneurs. You are basically safe. 
Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But the downside there to that argument is that um, American traffic is paid a lot more for than UK traffic. I didn't realise this. And when I moved to Mediavine, the ad network I used to be with, I noticed that for UK traffic, we were earning um, $10 per thousand impressions compared to $30 for US traffic. So it's quite a difference. But, you know, a lot of these that copy, they'll only put one or two posts out a week, so they can't catch up with the amount we've got on our site. So it um, it does make you uh, realise that you've just got to keep blogging, keep getting on with what your content's about and just kind of ignore everyone else around you and just get on with it. Okay. And still there is a lot of chances to earn a lot of money with blogging. Yes, there is. There is. I mean, one thing I haven't talked about is sponsored content, and that is um, very lucrative in blogging. I haven't really talked about it because I don't do it personally anymore um, because it's difficult for me because I'm in Europe with an American audience. And sponsored content basically means that – Brands will pay you to write a post about their product. Um, but the downside of that is the amount of work involved with to and fro in with emails with uh, potential clients. There's um, constantly asking them if the content is okay, if they're happy with it. And they often make you jump through a lot of hoops for the actual money that you get. But um, a blog that's say getting over 100,000 page views a month can expect to earn $2,000 each time they do an article for um, a sponsor, depending who the sponsor is, of course. Mm. But I find it too time consuming. I can be writing a lot more blog posts in that time. I can be doing more PR, promoting myself, you know, for the effort it takes to do them. And, you know, they're not that interested when you're not in America for you to actually receive the products to then be able to test them for them. Hmm. Okay, yeah. But a lot of people do do it, um, you know, and it is a popular way to make money from a blog. It's just I would rather rely on passive income where I'm earning money from content over and over again that I've written and I'm not chasing for anything. Very pragmatic approach, I would say. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sam, for joining us and sharing all those great tips. I definitely will look more into that. And if our listeners would like to know more about you and follow you, where can they do so? They can find us over at RecipeThis.com and that is where we run our our food blog and it focuses around cooking with kitchen gadgets if any of you have any of those. And we're also on social media. Um, We're on Twitter, Pinterest, uh, Facebook and we have a Facebook group and you can get the links for the different channels directly on our website at RecipeThis. So if you love food... This is place where you should go. Yeah. Thank you once again. Come and check all the show notes and transcript at stepupandthrivepodcast.com slash 13. Thank you for joining Step Up and Thrive with Samantha Milner. I'm your host, Julie Parksy. Tune in next week. <laughs>